You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. Today on our show, I'm talking with Diana Copperwhite. Diana, thanks so much for being with me today. Thanks very much for inviting me. Um, I, obviously, I'm here in Galway in Ireland at the moment. Um, I'm a visual artist, um, primarily based in Ireland, but also work a lot out of New York. Um, so if you want to just... So, 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 yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about what's happening in Galway, because I know you're having a show there. Um, I mean, you're there right now, which is July 19th in 2023, and um, we're also talking about, they're going to talk about a show in New York at 532 Gallery. That's up now. Um, but what's happening in Galway? Yeah, what are you showing there, and, and what's it like there now? Well, basically, every year in Galway, there is this uh, quite large international art festival that comprises visual arts, um, a lot of theater, music, um, you know, various things to do with, particularly in Ireland, literature is a very strong thing. So um, I'm one of the mainline visual arts events, and I'm showing in a Printworks Gallery for the festival, which is in the center of Galway, and I have a major kind of um, one-person show called Onomatopoeia, which basically has been touring. It's been in the Highlands Municipal Gallery in Drogheda and then to the Limerick City Gallery of Art, which is where I'm originally from in Limerick, and now to Galway International Arts Festival. And it's basically a suite of new paintings, um, also two book launches. Um, so there's a book to go with this show. And also um, I have been doing a series of painter-to-painter -painter conversations over the last couple of months with a couple of um, painters who are um, uh, Daniela Tegeter from New York, Liliana Tomasco, who's also based in Europe and the United States, and Erin Lawler, who's based in London, but also shows a lot in New York. So that's all being launched, actually, next Monday. Um, so that's kind of what I'm doing in Galway, basically, at the moment. Um, so, yeah. yeah um. So tell us a little bit more about this show. So Anamanopeya um, is, um, is a show that you're doing... Uh, with Danielle Tegeter and, and others, as, as you were saying, um, why why is why is this grouping so special to you? Um, and because this has been uh, touring, correct? Yeah, no, it's actually a, a solo show of my work. But during the show, um, there has been a series of of painter to painter conversations about the nature, particularly of abstract painting, which is, you know, I, I kind of see myself as as somebody who engages with abstraction, but also I have a you know, quite a um, a kind of elusive, you know, uh, relationship to abstraction, and that everything kind of has that kind of um, kind of conversation for for me in a way, you know. So that's a it's a complicated thing, but um, so to to kind of um, develop the kind of ideas in in my own practice more, uh, the gallery and the curator decided to ask various other painters to have a conversation with me about the nature of my own work in particular. And these are the people that I chose to um, do that with. And there's a publication, which is a record of these conversations, which is coming out next week. So, so basically, the work is pretty much it's a solo show, but the work is being um, sort of like talked about in, in a broader sense by having conversations with um, primarily abstract painters from different um, cities, basically. So that's how this group of, of artists um, are in conversation with me, if that makes sense to you. That sure does make sense, and, and let's talk about that a minute before um, going further into the show. Abstract painting, I mean, I, I see a lot, of, a lot of shows primarily in New York City, and I see a lot of painting, a lot of abstract painting. 
um, of all different kinds. What do you see happening at the moment? I mean, is this is, is abstract painting having a moment? Is is that just you know my own perception? What what is happening in terms of abstract painting, and and, and for that matter, yeah, how you how you sit within that? Well, I suppose you know, for me, um, I'm obviously coming from a conversation around painting in Ireland, which is a lot more conservative initially. And I was always interested in, um, you know, ideas around modernism and um, abstract expressionism. And, you know, a lot of those paintings, even the, the, the more ironic paintings of somebody like Gerhard Richter and the German paintings of the 1980s. So I've always had that interest in painting. And then I'm primarily for myself. I'm interested in ideas around memory and perception, and particularly around um, those things in the age of technology and where does painting sit in relation to all of those conversations. So, you know, I've always kind of worked with this kind of language. And, and you know, sometimes it's been fashionable, sometimes it hasn't been. And at the moment, you know, like you said, you see a lot of painting shows in New York City in particular, which engage with abstraction. And I suppose for me, I'm, I'm over here a lot of the time and it's something that's an ongoing kind of conversation for me. So maybe it is having a moment because I suppose maybe, you know, in relation to this fast paced world of technology and this kind of tactile kind of, um, uh, way of, of, of or not just tactile, but this kind of way of looking at language um, has a place, you know? This, I think in, mm. in sometimes in terms of like even the, the slowness of painting versus the fast-paced world of technology or how it can talk to some of those ideas as well, you know? So it's, it's, it's possibly a lot of things at the moment, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's always hard to see exactly what's happening in the moment too with with you know yeah. any kind of medium um which is you know so so at 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 five thirty two gallery I, I wanted to talk about some of the uh, works there well, I think there's uh, one piece there, but also about other works of yours that have been exhibited there before uh Naktoluka is what's showing there now, correct um well, that's can you tell me a little bit about this that's part of a group show a group show yeah. there. Yeah. So um, there's two paintings in the group show. They're smaller paintings. A lot of the time I work, you know, with a very large scale and then a mid-size scale. And these are possibly some of my smaller works. And so there's two paintings, Noctiluk, and I think the other one is called Vapor Trail. So there, a lot of the time I kind of, you know, look at ideas around how things are constructed, ideas around human vision and memory and perception. And I, um, I'm interested in the edges of, of the light spectrum and a technology technology and science and stuff. I suppose, you know, also I've, I've started looking at things, you know, in the environment more. A lot of the time my interest initially would have been around physics and, and, and you know, um, yeah, the, particularly ideas around the light spectrum. But I, I suppose I've also started looking at things around how, you know, things in the environment that are more um, to do with eco ecology and, as well. So vapor trail, obviously, is like, you know, the trail of... of um, that's left after airplanes or, you know, any kind of device that sort of leaves a, a, a stream of fumes. And Noctiluca is the organism in the sea that it's, when agitated glows, you know, it's like phosphorescent. And so I was sort of interested in that idea that, that, um, that sometimes, you know, it's also a sign, I think, of pollution as well, but there are these organisms in the sea. So I was thinking about those things as well as... Um, 
as the, the nature of how painting is constructed as well. So I always try to get the paintings to have a sense as if they're almost backlit. There's this other um, lighting source within the painting. You know, that's kind of something I'm interested in. So I don't. I love that. Yeah, it's yeah. You know, it's so interesting when when you. I mean, because they're 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 mesmerizing somehow. Both of those, they portrayal and Dr. Luca. Um, we talk about the edge of the spectrum. You know, earlier, uh, as something that you were, and still are involved in. What does that mean exactly? Because that's what you know. These look like almost like like something at the edge of the spectrum. But but what does that mean exactly? Are, are those less visible, or or it's such an intriguing sound. Yeah, I suppose the idea. there are all these things, you know, in in um, like in any given space, there are so many things that are there, like you know, signals, radio waves, you know, all sorts of things that molecular structure, things that you can't see but that, that constitute reality. And I suppose it's trying to find a language to kind of give these less visible things a visible form, you know, and even things like, you know, I was looking at something on the James Webb telescope the other night and I think that's kind of fascinating that this high frequency radio signals are sending, you know, data back to Earth that's then re-kind of uh, developed into imagery, which is from the past. It's like looking back in time or something and so it's all of those things that, that um, it's, you know, you to take make a simple example, I suppose, as a child, my father showed me the prism and he showed me how light refracted and all of a sudden you see these amazing colors. And in Ireland, you know, the, the weather, there's a lot of heavy clouds and it can be very dark. And But yeah, there's a shaft of light and you see a rainbow, but also you see the prism splitting the spectrum and then you realize, you know, light is frequency and you see different colors because of different frequencies. And, you know, I was kind of always interested in that, that it's all there, but not always visible. So I suppose I was interested in making um, the invisible visible, you know, and it's everything from science and technology to things that are maybe a little bit more esoteric as well. But it's, it's kind of like how to grapple with that and make something of it. And what would the more esoteric things be of that? Um, because that's, yeah, we're talking in some ways about physicality, about materiality. Is, is esoteric less material even? Um, I suppose just that whole whole um, history as well of the ghostly and beyond the realm of perception, you know, uh, that all of that stuff as well as things that are concrete in scientific terms. And somehow those two things together create, it gave me a lot of poetic license to create visual forms in painting. Oh, that's very interesting. You know, so you mean... Uh kind of esoteric in the form of, um, I mean, if I'm not stressing this too much, in the form of ghosts, in the form of kind of other 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 beings or entities that yeah. are un yeah. unseen. Yeah, 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 yeah. The two yeah, things... That's so, that's, I'm sorry, go on, yeah, the two no, things... I just think of that, you know, even when the human, human, the neurological, like how our brains work, how 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 um, how we see all of that stuff is very interesting like 80 percent of our vision is memory and within that we, we you know sometimes when it's like I always think it's a dark evening when you can't see something and you your, your brain is trying to decide what you're looking at <laughs> you go back into all those things to do with the unknown and the ghostly you know because for a minute it could be anything and I found that very interesting and then you realize it's a black plastic bag and it's all gone again you know Right, that's fascinating. What we what we read into it. I mean, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the where we can, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And and so this is this is painting. Would you say is quite different than the painting that you showed? Um, you know, uh, or, or that 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 will be will be coming up. You're you're slated to have a show um, between November and January in 2023. Is that correct? Um, I am having at the moment. I ha- I am in some. Um, sort of major survey shows in the National Gallery of Ireland and I have this touring exhibition and I have another show in my Dublin gallery and I've just had a show with Thomas Jekyll actually in New York in last November, December. So um, I think I am working on some other projects as well and developing some other work in print. I've also been working in large scale um, carborundum printing as well. So um, I've always got something coming up. (laughs) So there's always another. That's show. exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. I'd love to hear more about the carborundum printing. Um, how does how does that work? That sounds like a current um, experiment or process. It's actually um, very very interesting process. Basically, I work with iron filings and uh, a sort of a gluey surface, and it becomes a paste. And we, with the help of some master printmakers, I'm working with a, a printer. It's called Stony Road Press in Dublin and Ireland, and. With the help of two uh, master printmakers, Kelvin and Rosie, we basically, um, I paint onto each, there's five plates, and I paint onto each plate using these iron filings and glue and then with these large brushes. And we allow them dry, and then we make decisions about the colors and about the layering. And they ink up all the plates for me and print everything. And I come back and I, you know, modify the print but it's really interesting because it's so similar to the painting process in the end that with the help of, of a team of people that were able to break it down and then create these additions so it's that's basically how it works so it's um well, so wait let me under, understand that a little bit more so the carborundum you're painting onto the plate with this glue and, and, and iron yeah. filings they yeah. dry where do the colors come in are there are there multiple plates that are all registered or there is it are. on the same plate that there's different Oh, there's multiple plates that are all registered that have different colors on it. Yeah, well, there are five plates, and within those five plates, there's a lot of layering. So there's a decision made about what colors go on what plate, and then they layer over each other, and they create more colors in the final product. But there are five plates, and with the help of the printmakers, um, we work together to decide how to um, position the colors to make the most out of them. So it kind of, in the end, can look like there's more color than there is but it's to do with the layering process as well. So it's very, um, very um, interesting process because they, they do um, seem very similar to the paintings, but yet it's a kind of um, very different process, you know. That is just fascinating. Um, and, of course, yeah, you have to work with master printers to do a process like that. And, um, yeah. and, and, and so the colors are, are ink. These, are, these plates are then being inked and and printed in succession, registered together? Yeah, they are. So basically I you know, I do I do a lot of work I make a lot of work on paper as well. Like I do a lot of drawing and I make works with watercolor and acrylic on paper. So it was a choice where they um took some of the works on paper and studied them very closely and suggested to me how to break them down in the plates to get something that would be kind of quite similar. So there is a guideline, there is like a painting or, you know, work on paper that it's been made from. Um, But they're very good at taking my work apart then at dismantling it and deciding how best to get it to um, get to have the same kind of flow and momentum and tonality that the paintings have. 
So it's, um, yeah, yeah, basically. So they ink up all the plates with different colors. And I mean, I, may, I make the drawing and I make the, the marks on the plates. Of course, yeah. Break it down for me, though, in terms of how it would work color-wise. That's fascinating. I, I've never really heard of that process talked about, um, carborundum printing. It must be fairly rare now, right? I don't know when it was really last used or most popular, but I, I rarely hear of that process. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, no, no. I think it's something that they made a decision to do, so they become a printing house that's very well known for making very strong carborundum prints. Because, yeah, again, I hadn't had the chance to work that way before, so it's only since working with them that I've been able to do that. Stan, it's so fascinating talking to you about all of this. I, I, I wish you well on all of these shows that are that are coming up and, and so much that's happening um, in the world for you. I, I want to ask you one more question before we go, uh, which is, what are you reading at the moment? I'm, I'm always curious. Well, I was reading two books. Um, so at the moment I've been very busy making because I've also been um, proofreading the the um, essays for the two books that and all the conversations. But I actually, I was reading Isabel Allende, um, uh, Violetta, and also another book by Damon Galgood called The Promise. So they're two books of fiction, both of which are um, in the... I'm in sort of at the start of both of them, though still, because of so much disruption. But I do read a lot of fiction. And um, i trying to think, is there anything else? Um, I think that's the most... Um, they're the two books that are beside my bed at the moment. <laughs> Dan, I want to thank you so much for talking with me today. There's links here for everyone who wants to learn more about Diana and the show at 532. Diana, thanks so much for talking with me. Thank you very much for having me, Brainerd. You're listening to Yale Radio WYBC. This is Brainerd Carey with the lives of the artists, architects, curators, and more. <laughs>